You know, I can tell by one of the things you're you're pacing around and you're all upset about me. And you know, quite frankly, Braun, you know, one of the things you have in there, I can tell by your nonverbal cues that I guess you're quite upset with me. <laughs> what the Braun Strowman is happening here? Is always upset. Lime. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Uh uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do it again, baby. Hello. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Out here. Welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling Podcast, the podcast where comedians dissect the wrestling to an unhealthy degree. I'm your host, the host with the most. I'm going straight to hell. Enjoy the show. <laughs> Viral stand up about professional wrestling. Dan Black, aka Donsky uh, Blackamora, aka Papa Oat Milk, the Creatine Dream, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. C R A E. I spelled it wrong. <laughs> That's right. We don't do it over. AKA the modern day goof and spoof. Raja. Coming at you like Cleopatra. Baby, baby. Gabba, gabba, wee. Gabba, gabba, wee. Yeah, gabba, gabba, wee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This girl, she's mine. And hop, hop, hum. Yo, Dana's badass, man. Damn! I should have known better, dude. She's fine. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Jabroniacs? We are back in action for your satisfaction with all our spicy, spicy, spicy. <laughs> Chef's kiss, muy caliente wrestling reactions. Uh, <laughs> well, we got a lot to talk about. Many would argue too much to talk about. But before we do, I just want to let you guys know that... Uh, we, uh, this podcast is, uh, independent, baby. We are grassroots. We produce this podcast ourselves. We do everything ourselves, create all the art ourselves, do all the editing, everything ourselves, everything you see here. Love, listen, lick, you freaks. All my freaks out there licking the podcast. Ooh, yeah. I went into Mach from Steiner <laughs> to Mach. I can't control myself, folks. You know what I'm saying? And you know what? Well, I don't have to because we're independent. Uh, but we've got our support on Patreon.com slash Comedians of Wrestling. Get access to a bonus episodes. We do AEW NXT slash whatever we didn't cover on here episodes uh, every Friday morning. And uh, also we have monthly the Cow Zoom Thunderdome um, where Ooh, a little storm front coming over. Uh, uh, the Cows of Thunder, where we, we watch pay-per-views together on Zoom. It's a great time. Um, we watched AEW Revolution uh, on this past Sunday, and uh, we'll be covering that a little bit today. That was a good time, but we'll be watching uh, Fastlane, March 21st. At the $10 level on Patreon, you come hang out with us in Zoom, watch a pay-per-view. It is a great, great time. Now, as for our Patreon push, everybody, I know you're thinking about it, folks. Um... We were doing our push to 20 patrons. And when we did that, we were getting brand new stickers, new cow art, um, and the return of the cow movie club, season three. Ten, we watched 10 movies with prof professional wrestlers in them and uh, dissect them to an unhealthy degree. It's a great time. Um, I'm going to start mailing out stickers to patrons now. 
because we technically did hit that goal. Um, the way Patreon works, it's like at the end of the month, some people's cards don't process, so then the numbers go down. It, it, it confuses it for me, but I believe we're like one or two away right now that we did hit it technically, so I'm going to start mailing those stickers out, and then when we hit it again, the art will drop, but expect the stickers. One thing I want to say, I know this is an annoying logistical thing, to say on the pod, but don't worry because the content after this is gonna be a sp- so spicy, baby. But uh, uh, is uh, <laughs> make sure in the Patreon if you didn't get one of the older stickers and you want them, I have a limited, very limited supply of our two older stickers, and um, I'm going first come first serve. There's a thread in there. Respond uh, saying that you want you didn't receive the other stickers and you want them. If you got them, don't do it. For the new patrons, don't 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 get them again. And then also, um, make sure your address is in Patreon. That's how we mail it. Some of you guys don't have your address in there. If you don't have your address in there, um, then I can't mail it to you guys. Okay, bunch of logistics, but this is how we do it, folks. Okay. Um, so yeah, expect the new sticker, which is Newman is sick. I'll, I'll get you a new sticker, Newman. You'll get a new sticker. Okay. I have He's a sticker. He's not here yet. No, <laughs> the new sticker is fucking awesome. I, I'll get a I new do, sticker. I don't even have an old sticker. I'll get you a sticker. Well, you, well, maybe you I don't want a sticker. sticker. Yo, in the old cow studio, the stickers were laying all around. Uh, you could have picked one up off the fuck. Oh, I thought you floor. meant like I thought you meant like I would get my own sticker. I have tons of stickers. I'm lousy with oh, stickers. Oh yeah, stickers. I mean the Newman sticker might be the next patron push. All right, you know? we'll see. We already have. Yeah, we. I mean, we have a design already for it. So. That'll be the next. Well, you can see good. We're, we're workshopping ideas here, but uh, yeah, the new sticker. By the way, I use uh, all um, the best artists for shit that I do. Um, I call in favors from artists who have no business working on Cal. So anyway, support us on Patreon. Uh, by the way, the sticker goes out to any level, even the two dollars a month level. Okay. Anyway, you get it. You guys get what's going on. A lot of things going on now. Before we get into all things, um, all things uh, uh, wrestling this week, interesting week in pro wrestling. Some good, some bad, some interesting, some weird. Um, and um, I would like to address Calmania three. Okay, just a bit of business. For, uh, uh, for long-time listeners of the show, you know that every WrestleMania weekend. Um, for the past three years, we plan a big live podcast slash wrestling event. Um, and the cow title, the Comedians Wrestling title, um, I Calmania won in New York City for WrestleMania 35. I, I wrestled um, um, one of my good friends and uh, my attorney, uh, Adam Letterman, and sponsor of the podcast, and I, I got the title back. Last Calmania was uh, kind of a mess because of COVID, and this one as well. You know, I felt like having an event down in Tampa this year didn't feel like the responsible thing to do, you know, and uh, I don't know. I still think we're in the responsible era, you know? Some of you call it, there's say I had a lot of in- inaction and the title sat collecting dust. I say we were in a pandemic. That's what I say, okay? And I think the responsible thing to do was to... Put the title on the shelf, okay? And it wasn't like I wasn't training. You saw what I was doing. It wasn't like I was being lazy or like sitting on my laurels. Not what I was doing. I'm always ready to go, okay? I'm from Long Island, not just Cardona. You know that, folks, okay? Now, uh, okay, all, all, all that being said, 
Calum 83 this year I thought was an irresponsible thing to do. J- Jason Shabiro, the Cal uh, heavyweight champion. And uh, by the way, you can head over to our YouTube channel if you're like, who's Jason? What? What's like? How did he become the champion? I see there's a package put up there, which I'll address in a minute, being put on our YouTube channel. So go subscribe to Comedian Wrestling YouTube channel. Uh, but Cal Mania 3, look, Jason came on here last week, said that the... Uh, uh, that Cal Mania 3 was official. And so I kind of brushed him off a little last week. If you go back and listen, I was like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, fine, I guess. And, and I didn't really know what to say, to be honest. And when I spent this whole past week on the phone with uh, Hawaiian athletic uh, officials um, and the, the COVID compliance office of Hawaii trying to get this event off the books, frankly, um, and, and and it's not to say whatever. I don't, I don't have to explain myself there, really, right? I mean, I don't think it's a responsible thing to do. I don't think that we can't all go like as a community and go celebrate it. This is happening in some de- uh, desolate island that's very hard to get to, and it's not even involving. You know, like last year, Hassan was uh, 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 the number one contender. He was one of the listeners. You know what I mean? Like, this is a Calmunia. You can't just commandeer Calmania. It felt personal to me, and a lot of you messaged me. You felt the same way. So here's the, here's the truth, okay? And I know you'll notice that Tulo is not on the podcast, and he and I were arguing about this before we got on the air. And frankly, he was acting like a little kid, if you want my opinion. Is that Calmania 3 is on. Okay, I was calling uh, Hawaii Athletic State Commissioner Office, uh, Glenn Stefani's office. I could barely get through there. I'm speaking to his secretary. The guy feels like he's dodging me, or he's like in the pocket of shit. I don't, I don't even know what's going on with him, to be frank. But the response that I got, and also the event is COVID compliant, because if you're on the island, their COVID rates are extremely low there, and so the events are allowed to happen. And essentially, um, essentially, the answer I got is that I was bringing the argument that this is an event that we have patented, that we have a trademark for, Calmania. And the answer I got is that because it's Sheb's trade, essentially through money to trademark it as Calmania 3, right? Like his event is called Calmania 3. Okay, just just when he comes on here, and pretends he's a good guy, as opposed to being the third Calmania, like a Calmania with a three on the end, which is what we would have done. His is Calmania three, and this is the loophole that they're going, and there's nothing I could do about it. And so, Phil, I wanted to address because Phil, I, we haven't really Phil, the producer, uh, Phil Pesapani, we haven't really talked about it, but I see you posted a package in the YouTube channel. Um, kind of promoting Sheb's rise to, I guess, uh, championship power. And I want to say, I, 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 I'm not upset by that. I just want to let you know. I understand, like, the, some forces, this force majeure, like, it's not you. Uh, this is yeah, something. I mean, I'm just, yeah, I'm just doing my job. You know what I mean? Uh, if it ends yeah. in the drop box, yeah. I just do it, you know? Yeah. And, and I think the cow title is bigger than just, me yeah and frankly bigger than, bigger than us, just right. us really like it's right. it's a it's it's a fucking title like and the briefcase is a real thing and the paperwork went through is this some kind is this like an elitist 
privileged way to go about this whole thing? Absolutely. But is it legitimate? Yeah, and that's what I was trying to tell Tulo. He's like, why are we even posting these packages? Why do we even let why, let him on the podcast? I'm like, Tulo, you're a little kid. Like, some things, we will, shit will be made right by doing things right, you know? So, I don't know. You know, whatever. I, I don't, I'm spending a lot of time here on the pod today, but. Uh yeah so uh, anyway we got we got to talk about pro wrestling but I want to you know Phil I I understand you got to do your thing and Cal Mania three is happening so I guess Shebs is uh, going to be wrestling some uh, <laughs> a Hawaiian native uh, WrestleMania weekend all right anyway um we, let's move on with the podcast I'm just gonna ring the uh, the bell over here and let's talk about pro wrestling right we got a lot to cover about we're in the almighty era. We had a cage match this week. We had a maybe the botch of the century this week. We got uh, a lot to talk about. Let's get let's get into it. I'm gonna ring this bell. All right. Now, um, let's. Uh, wait, wait, I want to start with AEW. Okay. And let me let's just start there. Now, I posted an episode of the podcast on Monday, right? And I posted it was just me by myself, a short mini episode. You check it out. It's called like About Last Night or something. And it's me just giving my view on the. AEW botch situation. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you do. <laughs> um, which is the ending of the death match at the end of Revolution. We were watching the Thunderdome. Which, by oh, the way... What uh, flavor? Lime, duh. Um, um, <laughs> just a side note. My uh, Lime LaCroix delivery guy. I got, I got like a water deliveries, you know? Mm-hmm. And... Um, you have a guy that delivers you... He delivers you specifically Lime LaCroix. You got a Lime LaCroix delivery guy. Yeah. And yeah. so, oh, Newman, I got to introduce you, by the way. He's here. He's a, It's because you're always no-selling me, bro. I mean, this is why. He's a nasty, nasty boy. Nasty Newman Hogan in the house. How about it? Yo, so, uh, okay. He's like, he's like uh, he delivers me water, and then the LaCroix comes like once every four weeks. And he's like, oh, I just didn't have it this week. They didn't have it this week. I'm like, who's they? Isn't they you? Aren't you the the beverage supplier? So now my deal with them is that I get it for a full price if they happen to have it. That's the deal we have. What kind of deal is this? Isn't that insane? Yeah. You're like, who's they? And he was like, look, stop asking questions. You have no idea how high this goes. <laughs> yeah, like, like, what are you talking about? You, you, can, 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 it's a beverage delivery service where one out of it's literally one out of four times I will get one of the products I want. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not wholesale or anything. I love it. I'm gonna start a company called like If We Have It, and you can order whatever you want, and maybe we'll deliver it if we Yo, have it. And like. If you notice, I haven't been drinking LaCroix on the pod the past couple of weeks. It's because I don't know if I'm getting it. And, like, I called the, the company also, and they were like, yeah, those are those are subject to, like, availability. Like, well, then why are they on this? Like, what are you talking about? Like, like then say it's sold out this week or something. It's not like right. I like, – so I've had times where I get it from the grocery store, and then I do get it that week, and I'm doubled up, you know? Anyway. I know we're talking about beverages, but I just think it's so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, I mean, so- speaking of pop and fizzle, folks. <laughs> um, let's uh, actually. Uh, I actually have. Uh, I uh, actually I don't have it. I don't have it. I don't have it. I don't have it. But so AEW, look. 
Mm-hmm. I gave a spiel. I won't repeat the whole thing. Go back and listen right now if you want to, and then come back to this episode about how I felt. I posted it on Monday, um, which was that like uh, I really believe in the concept of like mental errors versus physical errors, right? Where you're like, listen, this was a botch, but like this is my kind of botch, you know? Like this is the botch that's like, yeah, the pyro didn't go off, but the writing was great. The idea was ambitious. Uh, it was like a live theater at its finest. The idea was way, you were way ahead of it. Um, and so, and, and we're going to talk about some physical errors this week. So I can give you examples of what I mean, where it just doesn't bother me. Like as a live theater guy, Newman knows also as a live theater guy, I'm just like 0% bothered by like the prop didn't go right. And as a matter of fact, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I said this on the other episode. I preferably the whole place would have blown up, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I prefer it this way. But there is a beauty to AEW that's like, all right, you have WWE where, like, they go over moves with video producers and they're like, oh, here's how the Daniel Bryan running running knee is shot, you know? Like, they know exactly what they're doing. like, And that's gorgeous. I live for it. You know what I mean? I get that feeling of life. I get zest. You know what I mean? And I can't get zest nowadays. You know what I mean? It's sub- My zest is subject to availability. Um, you guys know this, man. But like I'm saying, I go, oh, that's unbelievable. I love that about WWE. But there's something cool about AEW being the counter product where like Moxley comes out and he can't open the flask. You know what I mean? Like there's something to me that's like, you had an idea, I'm going to grab a flask. And it's like, it's fucking, it's kind of like shoddy in a way that I fucking appreciate, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that um, you know. I would have loosened it. I would have loosened it up a little bit before I left. Just make sure. Yes, that that's a problem. The problem is that these guys are like they, these guys should be a little bit more like pro about it. But they also were planning a barbed wire exploding death match where apparently there's also like a uh, a, a a a like diehard well not diehard what is it, like Mission Impossible style countdown where the whole place is gonna explode like whatever like you know they're planning a lot. I think probably the last thing on his mind is the flask thing. It's on your list to do, but it's low on the priority list, right. you know? In Maslow's hierarchy of exploding barbed wire matches needs, yeah. it was low, you know what I mean? It was low. And so um that's what his yeah, that's what Maslow did, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um uh like all right, like so um, the show that I worked on all of 2019 and, and, and a bunch of 2020 for the long listeners know when I was recording this podcast at like four in the morning on the road. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. I kept this pod going while I was shooting. Like, I, I know what I was thinking. It's because I love doing this podcast and I also feel responsibility to you, the listeners to like deliver for you. But man, but we were shooting a reality show and, uh, it's called the wedding coach comes out April 7th. Um, and uh, on Netflix, uh, you can see on my Instagram, I posted the trailer uh, at Dan Black Attack, and so, um, like, you, th- some of the best moments we got were 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 products of spontaneity, you know, and it's so cool to do when you're making TV, you know, because the show is extremely real, and it reminds me of stuff we would do in UCB basement where it'd just be like. We would put up, you'd have just an incredible moment on stage. I, I can't explain to you guys, like, and, I, and that's what, probably what I love about wrestling so much, also, is like the times where you'd go out to do improv, like long form improv, which is a, essentially a dead medium um, now. Maybe it might have some life into it, but I don't, I don't think it'll come back 
proper. But maybe I just sound old. I'm open to that. Um, uh, it's it's not conducive to our day and age in in kind of a way because, um, people have to be very calculated with how they speak now, and that's something that's more in the moment. Like you know what I mean? There's just a lot. There's a lot of factors against it. If that makes sense, I'm not being like, yeah, man, like shit's too PC. It can't be funny. I mean. Two people, yes, ending each other ideas, and one person brings up an idea that you have to say yes to, that's kind of a road you don't want to go down, and then you start saying no to each other because you don't want to go down that road. Like, it, it could get a little hairy, right? And mm-hmm. we all don't really know where all these lines are. So I think, does that make sense, Newman? Yes. You think? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, I don't, I don't think, think it's as big of a deal as, as it, as, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, right. I think it, that you can still... I think you can still do it and should still do it and yes and whatever and have these yeah. weird edgy ideas and if someone walks out of the theater, they walk out of the theater and that's it. And it's, you know. Right, right. But do people on stage have the courage to know that? You know what I mean? Anyway, look, now we're becoming and an it's improv a whole podcast. Other, yeah. well, it's a whole other thing. Yeah. I, I don't I don't. A I certain don't generation, know. I think, of improvisers do have the courage to do that. But um, the current generation, I don't think so. Like the t- so that like the 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 swings of pro rest of pro wrestling and long form improv is why I always compare them and why is like there's times where you just go through that curtain with no script and you walk off like wow we just made like the fucking funniest smartest uh, one time only event that you had to see and like oh my god I am buzzing I am reeling from that and um and and, and, and essentially like. I think you in wrestling, it's cool that AEW feels like a place that might be able to capture some of that because WWE is really, it's really not that honestly. It's more close to SNL, which is another great show. I'm not like sitting here shitting on SNL. Like I've seen some of it and some of it's not been bad, but SNL has some real high highs as a beautifully produced show with rules on how it operates and the kind of parameters they operate in and you know what i mean it's an nbc show so i i guess what i'm saying is that i i I, all of it is to say is that there's something beautiful about that finish to me um and that's just from my personal experience and i don't think and i believe this to be true that people don't remember i think that there's people saying like the only thing people are gonna remember is that botch i don't i don't think that's true i think i think kenny and Moxley both earned more respect that night for that match going forward. And the Eddie Kingston, every everyone agreed the Eddie Kingston story was undeniably good. Like that, yeah. and it made Eddie Kingston a bigger deal in the flash of a second, you know. And so I think there's a lot of really nice fallout there. I don't get why Kenny doesn't have a stylist. That I'll never get. I'll never get how. Why did he let Kenny dress himself? I don't get that, but uh, his his jeans were so bad in that match, you know. Yeah. But anyway, what? Oh fuck! Uh, my phone's ringing. Oh my! Hold on. Oh man! Hello. Oh my God! Is this is this the podcast of, of which I am the champion? All right. Yeah, Jason Chibiro, cow champion, on the line, calling me up. Yeah, guys, I, I guess that while we're recording, I have to pick up your phone calls. You got to you got to you got to pick it up. You guys got to hear what's going on here. It's a fucking incredible. Yeah, King of Iron Fist Hawaii is in full effect. Is everyone there? 
Is Newman there? Is Aaron yeah, there? No, Newman's here. Just me and Newman today. Uh, too low. Whatever. It doesn't. What? what oh my what? guy. Let me tell you something. Yeah. I'm at a fight right now. A dude just got his fucking teeth knocked down his throat. <laughs> what? These people are out of control out here. These guys are monsters, bro. Wait, the monsters. So wait, the the king the. Oh! oh! Oh my! Shit. Oh my God, bro! I okay. don't want to fight any of these dudes. This is gonna be a nightmare for me. This is ridiculous. Wait, you're I, at you're at what the fuck just happened? You're at wait. This tournament started. Yeah. Why don't you fill us oh in on the tournament? Oh my God! Post brackets Yo, or something, you, dude. So, I, look, what, what, how, if this is gonna be real, because Calmania three is confirmed happening. I, I, you didn't hear me. I said that. Whatever, it's happening, and you're gonna yeah, wrestle I told someone. You, I already, I already, yeah, I already knew it was happening, pal. I already knew it was happening. I'm gonna say, here's the deal. I hooked yeah. up with my bra, Sal Eliazzo. He's the fucking hand of the king out here. This guy's hooked it all up. Yeah. He's so connected here in Hawaii. So he was able to put together all these matches. Every fucking inch of this island, we got the baddest motherfuckers you could ever find. And we are rolling, baby. The brackets have begun. People are scrapping fucking wherever. Like, we just get a guy in there. We sanction it. Boom. Gil, fucking what's Glenn Stefani, put the stamp of approval. Oh, I got guys God. fighting in gas stations. I got guys fighting in parking lots. I got guys fighting. I got girls. There's, there's broads in this tournament also. We don't give a fuck. Uh, uh, we don't say, well, dude, broads, relax, bro. I'm just saying people are scrapping. It's already begun. They're throwing down. So why I've don't we see some- it? Can you get us some, like, uh, if this is uh, if this tournament's happening for the cow title, can we see some fucking footage or something? I or mean, like- look, I don't have what you have. I don't have the full camera crew set up yet out here, but I'm going to, look, I'll go. I'll, I'll I'll record for some matches if you want. I'll go and, you know, because I'm going to most of these things. It's awesome. Me or Sal, one of us is always there just checking it out. I'll do some iPhone shit. I'll show you what's up. I'll show you what's going on with King of Iron Fist. But here's the deal. This is more action-packed than anything you've done in Cal ever. This is like whatever uh, Shane wanted Raw Underground, whatever yeah. Raw Underground was supposed to be, that's what King of Iron Fist Hawaii is actually doing. And I'm telling you, Calmania 3, whoever wins this tournament and winds up being my opponent at Calmania 3, I'm going to have my hands full. But I'm loving it, man. I'm in the gym fucking two times a day. I'm loving I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Okay, first off, what's with the Hawaii, bro? You're from Long Island, New York. Hawaii, you got it. Look, I'm. This is my homeland. I'm. I'm the adopted hometown hero of this place. Now I'm like the state bird out here. These people, they love me. I'm telling you. You know me. I go places. I make friends fast. You guys don't seem to like me so much because of, I guess, my attitude problem. But when when you don't know me super well, you know I'm a pretty exciting guy. I'm a fast talking guy. I'm funny. I'm handsome. I got uh, yeah, So what, Abby, can we see some brackets for this tournament? Can we see like any any I mean like what the fuck's going on with it? Well, uh, I'll let you I'll let you make the brackets. I'm just going to dump the footage. I don't have time for fucking bullshit. I don't care what you guys know and don't know. All you need to know is we're finding the guy or a girl. The, the people are scrapping and the last man standing gets a shot at the king, gets a shot at the champ at Calmania 3. I'm not going to sit there with a pen and a pencil with a fucking you know, oh slide God. rule and a protractor. But what I will tell you is that teeth are getting knocked out of faces. People are getting put in hospitals. And it is absolute pandemonium out here in Hawaii. Right. And I'm loving it, bro. All right. So this is what you called in to just tell what's going on now. What, what the fuck are we doing? All right. Anyway. All right. Can we, we gotta what's get going on right now? Fucking movers and shakers are moving and shaking. The guy's got a guy just got carted out of here. I mean, it's fucking awesome. But I'm done for the day. I'm gonna go get a sandwich or some shit and then get back to the gym and train. But boy, oh boy, is there action in these threes, my man? All right, all right, all right. Okay, all right. Anything else? Do you want to? I mean, I can't. 
kick you out of here because it's the pod. No, I mean, look, I got a roll. I wish I could hang out all day and talk. I mean, look, I that uh, the AEW card was phenomenal, man. The, the fireworks, the bomb, very, very impressive, very, uh, right. very cinematic. No, look, it was a great card. I, I wish I could talk here and tell you and talk to you about how great the card was, but I got to give credit to Sting and Darby. Um, you know, I got to give credit to Eddie Kingston uh, for shielding uh jeans ambrose from a devastating blow and it was a great card overall okay all right anyway uh all right so let's see some of this fucking tournament already yeah uh, you know what that's great why don't i start taking my orders from you oh wait you're not a fucking champion and i am so when i'm ready i'll unload some footage i just you don't understand dude just don't don't, just don't, don't don't talk to me like that man I'm respecting uh, sure. that, I'm I'm respecting saying, that like, you're no, but I'm saying, champion, dude, I'm respecting that you're the champion. I'm respecting that you're the champion, and I'm saying, that if you want to have this tournament, I'm trying to get it out through the proper channels. Don't act like I'm giving you fucking orders. I'm giving you the privilege of putting your tournament that you sanctioned on here. I'm acknowledging uh, yeah, that it's sanctioned. I, 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 I gotta go. This has been cute. Um, I can't oh, wait to see you one day and stick my foot directly uh, in your ass. Your fucking dick. I, All right, just get out of here. All right. Well, yeah. gotta take a sh- fucking shower after this guy calls. Right. Anyway, I would dump this Lacroix on my head, but I don't want to mess up the equipment on the. Yeah, and you don't know when you're gonna get another one. Yeah, I mean that guy. We're gonna see that guy. Like, is it shady? Sure, it's shady. Yeah, of course it's shady. Um. All right. Anyway. Um. So. About the Kazoo Thunderdome, the beauty of being a patron of this podcast, we are all hanging out in the in in the in the in a Zoom watching this together. I have the audio of uh, essentially the moment where the pyro uh, went wrong, which is you can hear us. Um, you uh, you you can you can hear all of us gearing up for this amazing moment that just doesn't fucking happen. So uh, this is all all of the patrons hanging out. I love those sparklers. Oh, my God. This is so good. This is what? amazing. Yep. Oh, my God. That oh, explosion. Shit. Oh, my God. Wait. It was Whoa, crazy. Oh, explosion, wow. Oh, that, that was, was the explosion. Uh, what? That was I, it? Um, all right. That was Cody the most gets more fireworks for his <laughs> gender reveal than yeah. the explosion. Are you kidding me? You don't fuck that up. Than that. I'm sorry, Are you this, fucking uh, kidding me? No, this, How is it? Let's hear from the mark himself, Tony. I don't want to hear they did that. that shit on purpose. I don't want to hear that. The ring is like, I think it didn't unless it explodes again, no, they, I don't want to hear that. They did Maybe it, it didn't purpose, go off. And it's bad. That was pretty yeah, bad. It was a big F you to Vince. Wait, who are the NJPW? That was horrible. The ring is like, the ring's like, oh, I'm sorry, this never happens. <laughs> I mean, we were having a blast. I was screaming at the top of my lungs, like, "This is so fucking good!" Kenny just running away with the countdown, and it, the countdown graphic was perfect. You know, it was that like explode, like that fucking evil uh, comic book like uh, countdown. You know, yeah. um, alarm and, clock. Uh, then, man, it was then it did go off. I mean, it was crazy, man. I mean, I'll tell you, I would be a hundred percent okay with them going back and editing it to look like it exploded. Has Tony Khan made a, 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 like a proper statement about uh, um, like what was supposed to happen? I don't think so. I don't think. Yeah. Any, I don't, yeah. No. Because 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 he's smart. He's going to work into kayfabe like tonight, you know, and um, 
Kenny's going to, we, we know what's going to happen. Kenny's going to be like, you think I'm going to explode, people? You know what I mean? He's going to yeah. be like, you think I'm a murderer? What do you think about me? That's kind of, more, that's kind of my Kenny. Um, yeah, really. Th- it'll be fine. Everyone, every, every, it'll be fine. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so that was just hanging out in the Thunderdome. We'll see. Uh, we'll, uh, like, what can even happen at Fastlane that would even be like a... F- be like a fun fuck up like that. Like compared to the Reigns, like got his Reigns got his arm stuck in the in the uh, handcuff. Yeah. That one wasn't fun like this because <laughs> it wasn't that big. It was kind of like a. It wasn't a risk. The thing about this botch is that this botch came from a huge uh, theatric risk they decided to take. You know, right? Like and the risk reward was huge. That that was just like oh he put the handcuff on wrong. You know, right? And I don't think the WWE does. There's no opportunity for some sort of fun, hilarious botch in WWE because there's no room. There's not that risk isn't there. It's all so calculated and produced and, you know, Thunderdome's edited now too, right? Yeah. And I mean, it has to be right. They're the biggest wrestling company in the world and, and are the big, their, their production levels are so high that it's just never going to happen because they'll never allow they probably would make that risk assessment and be like, uh, no, we're not going to do that. Right. Now, let's jump over to something else that sucked this week. And <laughs> let's I let's talk about this Shane McMahon on Raw moment. I mean, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Um, I have the audio from it. Let's listen a little bit to it. Okay. Because I, I found when I was writing notes on it, it's hard to describe. You know, mm-hmm. you just kind of have to hear it. So this is unedited. We'll listen to it. We'll see how long we get through it. Whoa, 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 whoa. You got something to say to me, Shane? Hey, hold on one sec, one second. One, one thing I do want to. He's so sweaty. Whoa, 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 whoa. You got something to say to me, Shane? Hey, hold on one sec. One... I guess I should say it. I'll drop a little well, bit. Face to face. Huh? So, Braun, I, I can see you've been out here, you know, and you've been talking about the events that have transpired, and that has caused me to do a little, well, self-introspection, if you will. And, hmm, what have I been doing? Did I have fun last week? Did I have fun last week? Well, absolutely I did. I mean, that's what I do, Braun. I have fun. I relax a little bit. It's all in good fun here. But that's what I do in life. I have fun. You should too. You know, do I have fun sometimes at others' expenses? Yeah, I totally do. No problem. I have fun at others' expense. But that's okay. You know, it's okay in my book as long as it benefits me. You know, and I'm not the only one who thinks like that. No, there's many other people that do as well. I can tell that you're not one of them though. You know, it's okay, Braun. Just relax a little bit. Mm. One thing I need to get done is I need to listen to the breath in between his words. One thing, Braun. I mean, this is TV time. What is he stupid out here? Something you want to come out here? Try to make me look stupid, Shane. Braun, one of the things I would never, ever, ever, ever. So I think right there, Braun is reminding him that the next line is like, 
he's telling him what the game of the scene is. He's yeah. like, yo, the game is like, you're just calling me stupid. It's it's not good. That's why you don't remember what it is. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's like, you trying to, are you trying to call me stupid or something? Pro, <laughs> pro improv move by Braun to be well, like, to gift actually, him that thing. Like, you're calling me stupid right now. <laughs> yeah. Bro, Braun is actually really good in this segment. Yeah. He's working. Braun is really good. We know that. Like, yeah. he's pretty fucking good. Like, you remember how over Braun was. Don't write him off. He'll loop back around. But Braun Strowman was really working with nothing here and did a really nice job, I thought. Actually, that was one of the highlights for me. Because I was like, Braun really kept it together, you know? Mm -hmm. Do is come out here and make you look stupid. No, Braun. Never. I would never, ever do that. Matter of fact, stupid, I find, is an abhorrent word. Terrible word. You know, I can tell by one of the things you're, you're pacing around and you're all upset about me. And, you know, quite frankly, Braun, you know, one of the things you have in there, I can tell by your nonverbal cues that I guess you're quite upset with me. <laughs> what the Braun fuck Stroman is happening here? is always upset. Yeah. And also, like, why... If he's not saying something that's captivating him, but he's insulting you, why wouldn't Braun just attack him? That was the other thing right. about it, where you're like, this. No one would ever stand for this because it's like, it's like, would you, would you let the, like, it's like, <laughs> you let somebody just sit there insulting you, and you can either just walk away or like fight or flight, and you just choose neither. You know right. what I mean? Like, if you're having a conversation, you're engaging, you're insulting each other. That's one thing. But there's no engagement, you know? So it's like... You know? Not playing games with you, Shane. You're trying to puppet me around like I'm one of your little pets. Again, going back, Braun, never ever want to make you feel stupid. I would never ever say those words to you. Those are disgusting and cruel and abhorrent disgusting. words. Abhorrent words. And again, never when I make you feel like that. Wow, this is more entertaining than I remember it. So, Braun, there are a few others that, you know, you, you may say or may have heard specifically in your life, you know, such as... This is going to hurt. Well, this going to hurt. Stupid is a stupid does. What is or happening? Or you fell out of the stupid tree and hit every branch on the way down. Or just quite simply... This guy is so stupid. And that dovetails maybe into a little bit of a stereotype of, you know, big man, little brain. You know, kind of like the dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, famously big men. But, Braun, hear me out on one thing. Again, I have never, would I ever Does specifically Does call tails? you stupid it does tail does tail and then tales. what was the other one he said disgusting yeah disgusting so okay <laughs> what is like, happening i don't know where to even begin on this you know uh, is he okay is like, shane mcmahon that, that's my okay problem. my problem here is that like my problem with this is that i'm worried about his health you know it sounded like he was fighting a heart attack off what, what is he doing? Why does he need to wrestle Braun Strowman at WrestleMania if you're, like, either not into it or you're, like, right? Like, I, I can't understand what's happening here. Do you not want to do it? Are you? But he might be, I don't know, he might he might not be okay, to be honest. That that did not, that was not, yeah. we, I, I, it's almost like, 
I don't want to make fun of him before I find out what's going on here because it was so off. But here's what we can talk about. We can talk about mental errors versus physical errors. And okay, now let's say the mental error here is Shane forgot his script. He blanked. He, I don't know, is having Panicked. a panic attack mid-show or <laughs> maybe he shit his pants. <laughs> There's a good you think he he's juicing? I mean, yes. I mean, I don't think he's juicing. Like it's just like a new thing for him right now, you know? Do you see how big his neck is? Yo, if you look at Shane, it's so weird that Shane, him and the McMahons never take their shirts off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, It's always odd because if you... Unless it's neck, to be on the front of insane. men's fitness right. with a chain around your neck. Perfect then lighting, shirt right? off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a great Vince shot. I crank to that all the time, folks. But um, hey, now Macarena, shame. Um, but so like, um, Shane is jacked up, man. You look at him; he's so HGH, like to the gills, you know. Yeah. And I mean, he's like fifty years old at this point, and he looks pretty fucking awesome. Uh, if you look at like, he's just you know, he's so vascular, you know. But whatever, like. He's not in the right headspace to be out there. That's not someone who's, like, out there looking to make his talent look awesome. Like, because that's his job there is to make Braun look great. Braun looks awesome. The guy's in his fucking prime. You can't, like, don't go out there and make him look like a fucking idiot, you know? Now, right. I hope it's because he shit his pants or he has some other mental health issue. There's you know? something there, though. It was like, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't, no judgment no value judgment in this statement, but right. something other than Shane was at play there. Be it a substance, be it a like a mental like breakdown, be it a heart attack or a something was happening to Shane in that moment. Yeah, like so, right? And that's why, like, we're not being a bunch of like softy liberals, like being like, I don't want to make that suit, like you know. But honestly, I, I. Listen, I, I, I've had bad fucking days, man. I've had times I go on stage to do full shows. And, you, like, it's one of the hardest things I think about being a performer is, like, I can't believe performers don't cancel shows more often. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. Um, and it's because there's so many, you know, a lot of, yeah, you have a lot of people who rely on you. And, you know, but, like, I've had shows, like, oh, I guess I got to go on. And I'm having, like, I've had, like, uh, you know, like, uh, 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 you know, I've had like episodes or whatever where I'm like, I still am performing the whole time because I don't want, I don't want to feel like my, you know, make me feel worse to put my career on hold. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you're like, I, but I'm not in a great place right now. I'm feeling depressed or whatever, you know? Uh, and, and so I, I do empathize with that. You know, I mean, it's crazy. Like I remember when it happened like yesterday when I, I don't know, we're jumping to the conclusions here, but the, the Craig, when, uh, uh, when like Craig Ferguson did that thing about Britney Spears, you know, Mm -hmm. And he did that like probably, uh, I don't know, 10 years ago. And then now people are now empathizing finally with her with her mental health issues, you know. So, look, uh, he was like, I'm not going to if you know what I'm talking about. He was he came on, did a monologue. I remember when I had my parents were big Craig Ferguson fans and he came on and was like, I he was a huge alcoholic, Craig Ferguson, you know, for years and uh, had to go like AA everything. And and he was like, I, I've been there. I'm not going to make fun of Britney Spears. I know that's what every late night host is doing, but I'm not going to do that because I've I understand where she's at. You know, that's where she's deep in the hole of that, you know, and um, I don't know if that's what's going on with Shane, but I'd like some clarity because this segment was such a 
botch, and we've seen his decline for a while now, and it seems to be getting worse and worse and worse, and I don't know what's going on there, you know? So instead of just being the kind of the lazy podcast, being like, that Shane sucks, it sucks, Shane sucks. Yeah, I mean, I do feel that way. I think Shane should not be in there. Because forget about even the botch of the promo. The Shane role is undefined. So he's, let's talk about physical versus mental errors, okay? So the mental errors, he might have an issue. And that I don't blame him for. I don't blame anybody for forgetting their lines on live television. I don't, I don't blame any of that. That is part of the cost of doing awesome business as far as I'm concerned, you know? Mm-hmm. You're not doing anything awesome unless somebody could botch a line, um, you know? So, <laughs> like, I guess that's not true. But it's something I love personally, all right? But let's talk about the physical errors. The writing of this feud is, I think, I think, is that Shane is a rich guy who is also an executive of the company who last week said that he um, went to uh, like a, you know, like a leadership conference or something. He, ma- he mentioned like, I went to like a conference or something, right? And you're like, wait, what? Is that what you do? What do you do in this job? I know you're Vince's son, but mm-hmm. what is your role within this organization? We, we have no idea anymore. You've been gone for a while. So you toying with Braun coming in, there seems to be kind of no consequence. He can come into whatever. Oh, all right. So that's kind of a cool role. Is that like he's Vince's son who is superseding, um, uh, what's his name? The guy who's the commissioner guy, Adam Pierce. Who's superseding Adam Pierce for his own personal pleasure? Right. Like that's fine, but that's just that's that's not that clear that that's what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Uh. Yeah. But what this promo was, was I'm doing this because I like to have fun and I think you're stupid. That is awful, boring, lazy, lazy, lazy writing. This feud is lazy. It is not. And so I'll take the botch of Eddie Kingston with perfect writing and and the pyro didn't go off over this where you're like, the writing was bad. And. Even if Shane nailed it, it would have sucked because you're not even trying, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's where the, you know that's where I think more of the focus should be is on like why is this this why is this story so poorly written when you have Braun who seems so easy to write stories for and Shane to be honest and yeah. what's going on with Shane if he doesn't want to be there then don't give him twenty minute promos on live TV, you know. I mean, it was probably a five minute promo, but. 20 minute promos but his 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 execution was a 20 minute promo god was that fucking terrible it does like a train wreck yeah you know what happens at the end i think he at the end of this promo it's like stroman chases him out stroman chases him the car drives off and shame wasn't in the car like this acting he's the gimmick shane is doing when you think about it is sociopath uh like psychopathic ceo i think right yeah where it's like i like i, I mean that's like, too much credit right but i'm saying if i had to right. if i had to do any work on it okay so it's like he's right now pulling like like kind of like a wall street asshole kind of a thing where he's like yo this guy's such a dumbass i hate this guy i'm just gonna fuck around with him because he's so stupid so he's punching down None of that's coming through. No. Right? <laughs> no. Because even if you take the promo, if you, if you like, just take the lines and 
it would be, you know, what was I doing last week? I was having fun. You know, I like to have fun. And sometimes I have fun at other people's expense and I would never call you stupid, but, uh, other people have probably called you stupid. And so I'm kind of saying you're stupid. Even if you just take the promo without it getting fucked up, it still doesn't make any goddamn sense. Right. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, there's nothing else to say about it. It's like it was – and then that much – like I also kind of, to be honest, was like <laughs> I I was like <clears throat> I kind of liked the quiet moment in a weird way. Like Shane, when he, he kind of just stood there with something and, and I was like, oh, well, he's just taking his time to think about what it is. And and and, 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 and in that moment, and I was like, oh, that's – I don't know. I kind of liked that in a weird way where I was like, oh, he's – this is a smart way to take this as opposed to blabbering. Just center yourself and 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 own the silence. And then right. he lost control of that really fast. You know. Yeah. Anyway, I, I can't I, help but think about like what if it were Cena instead of Strowman? Cena would have said something, I think, in the moment, and been right. like, you know, like, are you okay? Like, do you need some time to get yourself together? Like, you know, his the John Cena ironic detachment would have come out, uh, and even uh, like The Rock or somebody, you know. Right. Oh my God. Anyway, let's move on to some cool shit. Okay, just to be like, <laughs> yeah. God, actually, okay. Let's move on to SmackDown for a second. I have a couple things, but because this kind of ties in. But Daniel Bryan, he cut a promo to open up SmackDown this week, right? Yeah. Another like interesting thing where it was like Shane was like, oh, I took this like leadership course last week or something. And then this week, Daniel Bryan was like, WWE made us take personality tests. Right. And he was like, and they told me that I got the lowest ambition score of anybody, you know, and you're uh, of any of the one well, on the roster. I feel that and it's in there. It's like. What? <laughs> Wait, what? What the fuck are we talking about? Like, WWE is giving their roster personality tests? I mean, half of them need personality tests because <laughs> guess what? They came back negative. No personality. Um, uh, and, 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 uh, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I was, I started, took a step back to think about it. I was like, does that make sense? Like, I guess I've had, when I've been on corp, like, big corporate jobs before, they've had us, like, do like like you know i've had i've went to like full like leadership like trust fall con- i've literally done yeah. trust falls with business teams before they're garbage and fake i mean the only I've reason companies done a, i've done a trust fall before like the only I, reason companies do that is so that they can assign you a uh a sort of like made up um role or what's the word like persona uh and then they can then uh hire or fire that persona, not you, right? So it's like, oh, you have these qualities. This is who you are as an employee. And now all of our criticism is going to be at this made-up character that we've developed from this bullshit test that we made you take. It's more corporate uh, chicanery. Right. But I digress. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, we, we could dive into that. But, like, would you think a pro wrestler would take a person out? I guess because they're like, Whatever. No. Anyway, it's just listen. I, I don't think it's like necessarily bad. To be honest, I like it because it's just specific. Like I like, mm-hmm. I like. I, I just think it's always like the corporate elements of WWE are so like undefined when you watch the show, and they're so like 
they're like inconsistent in a way where they're like they're kind of like people's complaint about force powers where they're like oh like it's kind of unclear what these like oh now we jump like that okay fine right like but they're they're more you know like we're like all right well what what exactly goes on there like what what who's running this show like it's always a little bit but anyway i i did dig it but like daniel bryan's not ambitious and it was it was just like i don't know that writing was so sloppy to me like is Daniel? Do you believe Daniel Bryan to be not ambitious? Like, would you think that a personality test would be like you're not ambitious? I, I don't even know what like. You think I, I mean, came yeah. up on the indies wrestling? I don't know. Who, who cares? I guess. I, I, mean, I, I guess who cares? I'm fine with it. It was just so like weird. But then he's like, oh, and then I worked my way up. It's like I I, I think there's this thing. Daniel Bryan gets like 15 minutes to open SmackDown. I'm a Daniel Bryan fan. You know, uh, mm-hmm. he's one of my guys, Daniel Bryan. I know he's not one of your guys. You know. But he gets like 15 minutes to kind of like fumble through a promo to like find something. You know what I mean? And you're like, the other guys don't get this much mic time to like find it. Like he does like th- three minutes of good, but gets like 15 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I don't know. And then and then he's like, yeah, and it said I wasn't ambitious. And then he's always working on the yes movement angle again where it's like, oh, I came back. And, and it's like, oh, uh, but he's like... I don't know. I, I kind of was into it, but this is the thing. Reigns came out, and Reigns, I love in all this writing for Roman Reigns, where he came out and said, I don't love this business. How, well, how often do you see a wrestler say that? The only person who says that is Brock in shoot interviews. Right. But Reigns came out and was like, yo, I don't love this business. I'm in this business because I do it because everybody needs me. This camera guy, every, you all, all of your jobs depend on me. You know, yeah. I was like, that's fucking good. Wonderful. Everything that Reigns is doing is very good right now. I yeah. have one gripe with Reigns, which is I think the T-shirt look of just like rocking the T-shirt, it's below. It doesn't match the gimmick. The gimmick is bigger than the look, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what would you put? What would I put Reigns in? Suit. I don't know. Is he a suit guy, you think? I mean, it, there's a style of suit that I think would work. But so yeah, something other than a T-shirt or like even if it's like like a like a wife beater and like a gold chain or something like something he could have like a more, more like prize fighter track suit. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't know what it looks like, but something that's more like I, I got a big fight coming up. Athleisure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he rocks athleisure, but I kind of wanted to take it to that place where it's like, you know, whatever you see fucking McGregor in when he's like not in a suit, but when McGregor is like walking to train, Right, you know what I'm saying, but I know he's selling merch, so it's okay. But the shirt's not good. His shirt is is just very generic. The shirt he wears. Um, it's one of his merch shirts, right? Yeah, it's, it just says like head of the table. I mean, yeah, he, it's okay because he's trying to sell it. But I just I I I, I want to feel more when you see Reigns. Like he looks a little too much like a guy. You know, does that make any sense? Like a guy yeah. where I want him to look more like the guy. You know, and mm-hmm. I think that's he could finesse that a little bit. Um, but yeah, th- I, I I like the writing on on that thing uh, on, on that. But Daniel Bryan, obviously a holdover. The 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 the, the cage match was a good time, and um, yeah, uh, you know, I like the whole Daniel Bryan. Just you know, the whole fast lane. I don't know. It's like this fast lane is just kind of in the way. I just want to see Roman and Edge. I just yeah. want to see Roman Edge. That's what it is. Daniel Bryan's kind of a nuisance here. <laughs> anyway, 
one last thing about the cage match I'll say is uh, I like Corey Graves explaining the cage match on SmackDown. He like walked to the ring just being like, "We like that." I love that shit. Like sell the event, you know? Because yeah. if you just go wrestling into wrestling and wrestling, like sell it. Like yeah, they they put a cameraman perched up on the corner, being like, "Look, we just want to show you exactly how high up this thing is." Like I love selling the fight. I think that's really cool. I would like more of that stuff, more presentational shit. I dig it. Um, um, I don't need uh, Messiah Seth anymore, personally. I, I think that I I like what he's doing. He's doing a nice job. I It is good work, and I appreciate the risk and whatever. But, like, God, I just want Seth to be... I kind of just want Seth Rollins to be Seth Rollins, which kind of contradicts other shit I've said. But, like, yeah. every time I see him and he's doing the Messiah thing, I feel a little disappointed. I'm like, let's just... I just want to see Seth Rollins, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Messiah thing had its place, right? It, it now, was good when it did, but it was old. Yeah. It kind of felt like it was for that whole, but like, Murphy thing. And now it's like Murphy and him are, like... <clears throat> they're, like, kind of going into it again, you know? And you're like, oh, we're gonna go into another mania with Messiah Seth. It's just like, it, it, it's I don't know. I just don't, I just don't need it. You know, I just don't need it. But I don't know. If someone likes it, they like it. Um, Almighty Bobby Lashley. Actually, I want to jump over to the women's division quickly. I've been neglecting the women today. Um, but Peyton Royce cut a cool promo on Raw Talk. I don't know if you saw. Um, I'd see it. She yeah, so she cut a promo that was just like, uh, I mean, obviously it was a work. Obviously it was a work in the sense that you know, like there's a shoot and work element of it. But like, there, but it felt I felt shooty. It felt work shoot like where she was like, I don't. It's it's really painful the fact that like I am I know I'm in the right place. I moved all the way across the world to 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 get here, and I am here, and I can't even get a shot to show you that I am the best. Like, you know what I mean? And she's like, I am in my, you know, she was like, I'm better than 98% of the other women wrestlers, essentially. And she's like, and the other two, I don't even get a shot at, you know, I don't even get to like, I don't even get to touch them. Right. It was pretty nice. She's very good on the promo. I, I, the, the only risk with a promo like this, and there is like, is, can like is is, can, is she in a place where you could make her big time? Like, could you see Peyton beating like a Charlotte? That's the problem with the Charlotte. It's like then Peyton Royce's mom put a thing out that was like Charlotte, like give somebody else a chance. This is a problem. Like Charlotte's on another level. It's right. it's just kind of like so. What are we gonna? It's like it's the it's the she's the Brock of the women's division. It's like it's well, like, it's like oh, Eric Clapton's got to give some of these other guitarists a shot at being the yeah. best guitarist ever. It's like well, they're not. They don't as play good. like him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's like they don't like Peyton Royce is not Charlotte. Like, I don't know what else to say, right. but the argument, and, and to be honest, it's like, she has a really high ceiling. Like she could grow into an outstanding, you know, performer because right. she already is. But like, I mean, Charlotte's just Charlotte. Like you can't, you can't set your, your like sort of like um, your measuring stick can't be an anomaly because you're just always going to come up short. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, like she she's she's got a lot of tools, Peyton Royce. You know, yeah. so I I believe that she could do big things, and I think this promo is a good step in the right direction. I think she might need something else to the gimmick or something else to make her like. What is her the man? You know, what is her the man thing? You right. know, uh, and it's hard to find. It takes work and it takes airtime. Mm-hmm. It's not just it takes time behind the scenes. You need to be on air. Like, that's why I just don't want to I point out like Daniel Bryan gets to kind of like just sit on that mic to on on network television. I'm not saying it's not on. Again, he's one of my guys. It's I'm not saying it's unearned or anything. You know, it's right. just like, how is Peyton Royce going to shine when she does a four line promo and then she has can only talk shit on Raw Talk, and this is the cycle. It happens. If you remember, Naomi had a moment like this. Also, it it, it repeats where someone says something semi shoot on like social media that kind of catches on, and then they get thrown into the same writing. So then it, they kind of look not like dumb for it, but they just it fizzles, and then it's like it didn't mean anything, you know? Right. So. You have to do something that's not just a shoot promo. You also have to do something where, like, you change the, like, you get WWE, you get, like, Vince to be, to say, all right, we're going to run with this thing you're doing that you thought of, you know? Like, that's mm-hmm. what I, if I was a WWE wrestler, right? I would be on social media, like, every minute trying to develop something. But then you see a guy like Bugenhagen and you're like, what's going on with him? I mean, what's Where going on there, right? <laughs> yeah, like uh, I, I, I need a HBO documentary about what happened to Eric Bugenhagen. I know, like he got so over instantly and then vanished. I mean, he was so over. Like they didn't even like they didn't even like run his like our truth is gimmick into the ground even right right like they just he just disappeared. I don't know. I would, yeah. I, I, I would watch that. I mean, I that would be a less depressing thing than what I'm watching on HBO currently, which is this Woody Allen doc. I don't even care. I've never cared about Woody Woody Allen. Whoa! But anyway, I am a Peyton Royce mark. I hope she, she's really good on the mic. I believe that she could be a big star. She needs to, uh, she needs to do something that is undeniable. Like gra- she needs to grab that, not brass ring. I, I hate the term, but like she needs to do something where you're like, it just feels undeniable. You know, yeah. where you're yeah. like, that's it. It's tough because she doesn't seem that menacing. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah, I don't know. It's tough. It's fucking competitive, man. <laughs> uh, speaking of menacing, Almighty Era is here. He's calling it the Almighty Era by Bobby Lashley is very dope. Yeah. The all Bobby Lashley, don't you wish he was believably menacing in the in with the acting? Like he looks so scary. His new entrance was sick. The th- yeah. the lightning. Yeah. It looked awesome. And then he kind of stood there awkwardly for like a long time. But I was like, this is awesome. But then like whenever he has to like go into camera and scare you, he's just like not. He's he's like he's not scary. He seems like a nice guy. Like yeah. he has this nice guy face, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, think he might be a natural face. He might not be yeah. suited for heel type of stuff and he just gets slotted in that direction cuz he's, you know, 
physically imposing, right? And they probably don't, they'd never even conceived that he could be a face. He um, might need the gimp mask. <laughs> it would work. I think it would work. Uh, but Can he grow hair no. at all? I think from the steroids, it fucked up his hair growth. At all? Because a beard might help, but I don't think he, he has can do no that. eyebrows, even. He right. draws them on. Right. Uh, but that that's not even, it's just like, he, yeah, I guess maybe because he can't express with his eyebrows to be like, I'm angry, really? Oh, that's actually, yeah, I never thought of that. that but that he also doesn't, it. he can't do it believably. He can't, like, look believably, like, angry. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, what, what, what can you say? Like, he looks awesome. He's just not a captivating dude. Like, <laughs> it's just the thing with him. It's it like Miz came out and did the opening promo, like essentially. And his was taped because it's like Miz is going to come out and he, Miz killed it on the microphone. You know? Yeah. Well, he's another level. I mean, he's improv. I loved guy. it when he said he's that. an improv. Guy. Is it shady? Sure, it's shady. Yeah, of course, it's shady. He's talking about how he got a count out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's like it's champion's advantage. Is it shady? Yeah, sure it's shady. <laughs> I mean, I think, look at this. Look at, like, every, the two wrestlers who I yeah. know for sure have improv experience. The Miz and Sami Zayn. And the minute that Sami Zayn took improv classes, everything changed. Everything changed. And it's just more evidence that, like, WWE needs to hire you. <laughs> To teach these people how to improvise, how to find a character, how to stick to a uh, a game or a gimmick, and tell the truth, and 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 because everybody that does it, the two people that I know for sure have done it are now heads and shoulders above everybody else. Right. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Miz has just been on. I mean, yeah, Miz. Yeah, I was watching old clips of Miz. <laughs> Like the Miz, like from from like MTV, it doesn't even look real. It's like so old. The footage. It's weird, right? Yeah, it's so weird. And like the people on it don't even look like hot enough to be on the real world. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Because of like the standards now of like beauty standards and and lighting and everything now is like right. insane. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, everybody has to be like Zac Efron. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like everyone looks more like '90s hot or whatever. It's like right. kind of weird. Yeah, uh, well, yeah I mean, but, he I mean, like he. Um, I was watching. Was it Road Rules or, or Real World that he Real was World. on? I was watching Real World, like new episodes, like on MTV or whatever, when I was a kid, and I remember him, and I remember him being like, "I'm going to be a pro wrestler. I want to be a pro wrestler. I'm going to be called the Miz." And yeah. so it's just so fucking surreal to like remember that and then see him where he is now. It's it's mind blowing. If you watch on the show, he would like he would be like, "I'm the Miz." Like, throw anything at me. Like, he was really training like to do it. Yeah. But anyway, like I just don't know. Like, I, I the thing with Bobby Lashley, it's like I I I mean, if he looks awesome with the title and everything, but like, come, I have a hard time believing any of you are like, I'm excited to see him defended at Mania. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I he's. I mean, I think with the proper build, anything. But there's not that much time at all. And right. who's he wrestling? I guess if 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 Brock come back comes back at Fastlane and picks up Bobby, then I'm into it. Right. But <laughs> Brock is the only match really for me. Yeah. I guess you could maybe sell me on you could sell me on a Brock match or just a beef brawl. 
uh, like if you're like you know what I mean like yeah. just throw, throw like Strowman in and a beef, uh, a beef barn brawl yeah just throw me in the beef brawl then 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 I'll be fully into it but Lashley's I don't think Lashley's gonna ever sell you on like a feud that like feels grudgy it's just right. gonna be like the match so anyway I, I, listen he, I, I like the story I think his time is due but where I wonder where are we going with Seth and AJ is what I keep saying we have Alistair Black just fizzled into nothing. What uh, a shame. What a fucking yeah. shame. <laughs> I mean, that's insane. That's insane. Uh, and uh, we don't even see well, I don't, the tag champs. I guess it's the Hurt Business. We don't see Ziggler and Rude that much on, on SmackDown. Um, just, I don't know. It feels really weird. Go, the or- Orton Bray I'm into, but I'm ready to see Bray again. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Uh, Orton bleeding out is really it's fun like he's wrestling AJ and then the bl- I, I I like it I mean because it's it's big and cool and theatery I dig it um I like the projections when they wrestled at WrestleMania 33 so uh, <laughs> you know a bit to it but uh I'm ready to see Fiend like uh it's it's kind of a waste of Fiend we got him in the Thunderdome like we can edit we could do anything you know right. and we have Alexa she keeps being in all these packages through the mo- the screen, it's like uh, Alexa's already done her job. With the- it's time for a fiend. So I, I hope they don't wait till Fastlane because I be- I was ready to see him at the chamber. So anyway, whatever we went we went over. That's that's the broad strokes of stuff this week. Very interesting week. I mean, uh, like SmackDown was a good show. Oh, and like Bianca Sasha Sasha was beating up. Uh, Sasha looked awesome. Obviously, I could use Sasha and <laughs> I was gonna say Malia. <laughs> 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 I could use Sasha and Bianca to have some some heat, like some yeah. beef. I'm, I'm looking for that. It was a fun week of stuff, but a holdover week uh, in, 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 in a lot of ways. There's some cool stuff brewing. Sami Zayn did some cool shit. I dug, but ultimately, like, uh, and Sheamus and Drew had a like beat the shit out of each other. The finish was kind of odd, but. Um, I did dig that. Those guys are destroying each other on like random raws, uh, which is a good time. Yeah. But I don't know where I don't know where we're headed. I'm I I found uh, this was an odd week for storytelling going into. We didn't like think about what we didn't see. We didn't see Bad Bunny, which I think is going to be the Miz story, right? So we didn't mm-hmm. see that. Bobby is kind of aimless. He did a, just a rematch with Miz. It was a holdover week in that way. We didn't see Bray show up yet. Shane and Braun uh, iced their feud as opposed to advancing it. The only right. two that are that are actually facing, actually putting hands on each other or at least speaking to each other. Uh, we have Daniel Bryan certifying for a match he won't have at WrestleMania that we know is a holdover feud on the way to Fastlane. No edge. Um, and uh, yeah, and Oscar uh, is hurt, I think, right? So Oscar's yeah. going to be out. So uh, yeah, oh um, it, yeah. I mean, when, you know, when is Fastlane? March twenty first. It's it is in eleven days. It's we got only one more. Next Raw is to go home, <laughs> and then Mania is two weeks after that. Well, I don't know, such what Fastlane days, is in the is fucking on? way, man. Yeah. Yo, this is where we're at right now, right? Um. Uh, next week's next week is the go home Raw and SmackDown for Fastlane, and then you'll have. Oh wait, hold on. 
One, two. No, you have three Raws after that. No, there's, there'll be three Raws and three SmackDowns between Fastlane. And that's still not that much. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right, everybody. Coming at you, everybody. In a weird week. But uh, yeah, I already said that. Oh, actually, one last thing. Jabroniacs. We got a special guest here at the end of the podcast who's doing something pretty cool. Welcome to the podcast, uh, Mr. Pablo Persona. What's up, man? What's going on? Thanks for having me. Yo, so you uh, you, you have a project. Tell us about your project. You have a, a, I watched the trailer for your movie. Um, yeah. And, and tell, tell, tell me about it. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty wacky concept. Uh, myself and um, a gentleman by the name of Mikey Gordon, who wrestles under the alias of Dirty Ron, yeah. um, came up with this concept, uh, kind of inspired by the Blue Demon and Santo films. And uh, we were kind of trying to, to bring that back into wrestling. Uh, and, and we got a, a crazy movie uh, called A Pro Wrestling Movie. Um, the Legend yes. of Dirty Ron. <laughs> yeah, The Legend of Dirty I didn't know if it was Pro Wrestling Movie or The Legend of Dirty Ron. So, yeah, it's Pro Wrestling Movie, The Legend of Dirty Ron. I saw the trailer. Uh, RVD's in the movie, correct? RVD. Who's uh, one of a kind, would you say? 100% one of a kind. <laughs> um, uh, everybody that's in it is one of a kind, actually. Effie is in it. Uh, we have cameos that- from Victoria. Um, we have uh, Slice Boogie, uh, The Ringworms. Um, just like yeah, and, and a bunch of surprise cameos that I'm not gonna spoil right now. Yeah, don't 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 spoil it. But like here on the pod, like I I wrote a wrestling short movie that I wasn't able to shoot because of COVID. That was my plan for this year, and so I want to support all like pro wrestling film, you know. And so, how far are you along in shooting this? It's not done yet, right? Right? No, so it, it's not done. We have about fifty percent of a film, um, and and hence uh, why we're doing uh, the rounds right now is is we're trying to rally wrestling fans uh, to get behind this this weird concept and uh, hopefully uh, finish getting this thing uh, funded in order for us to finish the film. So we have fifty percent of a movie right now, which is what the you see in the trailer. There's I mean a lot more obviously that's not yeah. in the trailer. Is it full length uh, the movie? Yeah, it's going to be 80 plus minutes. Awesome. And uh, and we also like in the uh, kind of like air of how wrestling fans like consume stuff versus just throwing it out there on a streaming platform. We have like ideas of, you know, hopefully uh, cases go down and, and, you know, the summer weather comes in and we can actually screen this thing in theaters. We kind of want to tour it um, and, and create an event around it uh, to where Maybe at one event, we'd have like a Q&A with Rob Van Dam. We'd have Effie there. Um, we'd have props and costumes from the film, uh, like photo, you know, photo ops, Instagrammable moments, if you will. Uh, and then kind of like almost a Rocky Horror Picture Show type experience where we want the fans to participate uh, in the film. That sounds uh, awesome. while it screens. That's a good yeah. idea. That, that, like, that's worth waiting for. It's worth waiting to be able to do it like that. So tell, so how can people like support the film and end? Tell us, like, just give us a little bit of a recap on, like, what what happened. Yeah, yeah. You can't tell us in the film. Yeah, so so basically the movie's about uh, Ron, who is the world's, uh, the son of the world's most famous fast food mascot, who uh, whose name we can't really say for legal reasons, but it, it rhymes with uh, Schmonald McShonald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so he's, he's kind of like the black sheep, the screw up of the family, uh, so much so that he kind of gets put to work in, like, the lowest tier of uh, the family business. Uh, and when he does so, uh, when he's working there, he, he's, you know, shenanigans ensue. Uh, 
uh, and he ends up beating up his um, his boss or his manager, uh, and in he gets discovered by a former world champion down on his luck, as we say, um, which is the Moo Moo Mauler, who's played by Rob Van Dam. Yeah. And uh, Rob Van Dam's like, hey, you have what it takes. Let me train you. Uh, and then through a series of events before his training can officially begin, uh, he ends up getting a, a title shot at the World Heavyweight Champion, uh, Rainbow Star, that is played by the one and only Effie, who just like is just a brilliant uh, in everything that he does. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and, and Effie uh, ends up giving him a shot at the world title. Uh, and it's kind of a, a, a little bit of a redemption story. Um, it's got a little bit of like father-son dynamic in there. It's kind of, I, I'll be like kind of transparent. It's kind of a knockoff of like Rocky and Creed, uh, but set right in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, obviously elements of like half-baked Cheech and Chong, uh, yeah. elements of a uh, happy, like little happy Gilmore kind of thing in there. Um, drew inspiration from a lot of different things and then obviously like I said it's, it's inspired by like Blue Demon and Santo films and uh, we want to basically make more of these things these are like we keep saying this is our tongue-in-cheek love letter to pro wrestling and uh, and we also say that we want to be like what National Lampoons is um, to like you know comedic films to like wrestling fans basically we want to be so in theory if this goes off well right we'd have a pro wrestling movie and insert, you know, different character, different title here. This is a pro wrestling movie, The Legend of Dirty Ron. Uh, and then hopefully, you know, fans will enjoy it. Um, get to see wrestlers in a different light or in a, consume wrestling content in a right. slightly different way. Uh, and, and we can get a lot of these things made, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I have some. Uh, oh, I do, man. I mean, to cut I, I was gonna say, yeah. Before, uh, before you like you plug the uh, the Indiegogo. Um, one of the things that I thought was really cool was like, uh, I understand that it was sort of like a way to have wrestlers uh, sort of earn a living outside of like uh, the wrestling ring and like because um, they're actors and performers, right? And they, so they should be in movies. Yeah. They should be performing. Uh, um, and, and was that sort of like? Um, was that baked into the concept the whole time? Like, let's have an avenue for, for these wrestlers to kind of do this? Yeah, I mean, definitely, dude. I, I feel like wrestlers are so talented. Like, these dudes have, like, a, a huge hidden talent. Like, for, for me, RVD, for example, right? We're used to seeing him as RVD, as we've seen him for the past 20 years right. um, on, on television. Um, but, I mean, he's, he's a funny guy. Like, even just having, like, he's got a very, like, dry sense of humor, uh, and even just having like discussions with him, he throws in like little just bits and jokes. And I'm just like, he's just a real funny dude. And I, yeah, we want to give wrestlers a, a different medium to showcase their talents. Um, it really, actually, it's funny. I had a conversation with Effie of all people at a WrestleCon one year because we saw Honky Tonk Man. And he's like all white and looking super grizzled. And we were talking about like how badass it would be to have like Honky Tonk Man in like a, a Western style kind of like film where he's like this disgruntled badass and hockey well, I mean, I can pull it off right he's the dude's a performer and he's a really good performer uh and yeah so former like, IC champ I mean obviously but but you know like right he's not he's doing like the the you know the syndicate of, of cons and stuff like that absolutely and right and it's like, why is it Honky Tonk Man? Why hasn't somebody cast him in a film like this, right? Like the dude is talented. Um, yeah, just I mean, we always to... talk about that on the pod here because it's like I don't even understand how like a guy like Bray Wyatt is not a big deal in Hollywood. Like I, he's a better actor than most 
actors uh, who, especially in his type, you know. So I, I, I can't think of a dude who looks like that who could act like that, you know. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally in step with you. Um, we have a thing here, the Cow Movie Club, like on our for our patrons, like where we watch movies with pro wrestlers in them. And these, and I watch, so I watch like all the movies with wrestlers in a lot of the WWE studio shit, like all that stuff. And they, these guys get the worst fucking roles. They just put them in like. Uh, knockoffs of Jack Reacher. That's all. That's all they do. So as opposed to playing to their actual skills, you know, like someone like an Effie, who's a great talent. Matter of fact, you should get. <laughs> we gotta get Effie on the pod. Uh, oh my god! Uh, tell so Effie great. to come out here and promote. We would love to talk that, to Effie. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, he's like I said, he is. Uh, yeah, he's amazing. Um, uh, like I, we we didn't um, audition anybody for this film. Right. Like we literally wrote the role for Effie and we're like, well, if we get turned down, right, that would suck. But right. uh, it, lucky for us, like everybody who we wrote the roles for, uh, like loved the script enough to, to agree to it. But yeah, man, I mean, I agree. Like, right. The biggest movie star in the world right now is a former pro wrestler. Right. And, and uh, you know, John Cena looks like he's going to hopefully have some success in Hollywood as well. Yeah. Like yeah. Wrestlers are, are really talented people. And then also like, kind of something hopefully that we can build a brand outside of the the machine. I mean, WWE has their studio, right? But they're going to yeah. obviously stick on brand with, with kind of like what matches uh, right. the, whatever they're trying to project to their audience. Uh, but to us, right, this is very much, I mean, if you see the trailer online, it's a red band trailer. Uh, we don't pull any punches. It's very much like, yeah, adult humor. It's, I mean, it's a stoner comedy, you know? So, yeah. um, and then, awesome. you know, <laughs> yes. So Pablo, let everybody know, uh, let everybody know how they can, uh, support, uh, your film and, and get it done. And you guys could see RVD, uh, in a one of a kind performance. Dude, uh, yeah, I so, can't help myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's our, our, we have Indiegogo. Uh, it's at a pro wrestling movie. Um, you can find us on all social media at a pro wrestling, except for Twitter. It's pro wrestling movie because for some reason, a pro wrestling movies, too many, um, like letters or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think the, the easiest link is igg.me slash at slash a pro wrestling movie. Um, like I said, if you find our website, our social media, wherever we're at, uh, there's definitely a link to our Indiegogo. Um, and our, our like idea is like, Hey, like if 5,000 wrestling fans can donate $10, uh, the film's funded. Right. I mean, we've all paid at least $10 to go see an indie show that, right. You know, I don't know if it's been worth or has been worth or not worth $10 or not. But, um, yeah, like we're we're kind of bringing this thing to the fans. We wanted to kind of we're like, hey, maybe we'll look for private investors. Right. Um, but, but we wanted to put it out there. We want to give it to the fans. Like I said, this is it's our love letter to wrestling. And it's it's obviously really goofy, but we really genuinely care about the business. Uh, and hopefully that'll it, show man. through the film. Dude, that's awesome. The trailer looks great. Uh, check it out the Indiegogo and uh, and then uh, Pablo. We'll, we'll we'll check back in when you see how it's going with the pod and uh, with the movie and, and and the fundraising and everything and uh, and uh, uh, good luck with it all, man. Yeah, man. Thank you guys so much for having me on and letting me uh, come talk shit yeah. about this film. Um, <laughs> yeah, th- thanks, Pablo. Well, you're gonna stick around while I I do a little quick outro of the show. Let everybody know. Thank you for listening to the podcast today, everybody. That is it. 
Support us on patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. Get access to our Friday bonus episodes where we talk about AEW, NXT, and anything we didn't get to on the main episode. And make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel because, unfortunately, Calmania is on. That's where you'll be able to get a lot of updates on, on the goings-on. And I guess this King of Iron Fist tournament, Hawaii, I guess that's how Sheb says it now. You can see what's going on on there and uh follow us on all social medias at cow podcast and uh hey everybody keep watching wrestling kisses cheers up